So, hello everyone. This is Arnab Nandi, and I'm so glad to be doing this live with Good Lives Insta. Uh, and so today, the topic of our uh, discussion is mostly how it is for uh, why therapy is important and what is queer affirmative therapy. And we will dwell more and more into. uh the importance of therapy and etc so without further ado let us begin the session uh so i'm arnab and uh it's rupa the other side rupa would you like to introduce yourself to the audience yeah hi i'm a counseling psychologist i'm really glad uh, to be doing this as part of good lives i'm a consulting psychologist with good lives and uh, one of my areas very keen areas of interest and specialization is gender and sexuality so also inspired by a personal journey but uh, i guess now we'll go ahead with uh, what this is meant to be and i will let you take over yeah <laughs> okay so i was just i was under the impression that i'll be asked some questions <laughs> uh, so i mean i'm okay with you asking me personal questions and so that we can uh, touch upon uh, how uh, how a therapy helps in coming out how uh, what is the struggle of being queer in india and the mental health uh, issues surrounding uh, the lgbt community right right so i guess we can go ahead and have this as a conversation a two way conversation if the audience has any uh, questions or doubts in terms of mental health or uh, queer struggles i guess accordingly we can kind of take it that way yeah so, so whoever is listening we, you are free to uh, put your questions anytime we will uh, we will keep looking at the questions and answer them uh, as best as we can yeah so where do we begin uh yeah i was born and then i don't know my sexuality <laughs> that's the right. thing right we are born and we are we don't know what our sexuality is and uh, and that's the journey actually it's not a goal to reach like i want to become this gay is <laughs> the journey itself is a goal like how we want to i mean how we have to explore and i have been saying this to many people we don't know uh, who we are all we know is uh, uh, i'm sorry uh, there's a better way to say this we do know who we are it's just that we have we need to embrace those things and with while embracing these things what hinders is the societal representation of queer and uh things around it and that is the struggle which we have like the world around us is not that queer friendly the world where we grew up in in schools and colleges were not that queer friendly in which a conversation as such is happening because growing up i didn't even know what gay means <laughs> true so, same uh me too yes yeah so Fine. i used to joke around like my mom used to say that ki uh, don't go dating girlfriend girlfriend nahi hona chahiye yaar that's like a waste of time i used to believe in that like yeah it's a waste of time ye pyar mohabbat kya hai like and i was a very career conscious guy <laughs> but i found a loophole that okay i have to stay away with girls so it's okay with guys <laughs> as long as i keeping it in hidden as long as i keeping it in hidden because i can hide right. things I, uh like i can i was a compulsive liar basically <laughs> yeah. sorry i lost you so like how, uh, uh, i i had some uh question how was it in terms of workplace uh yes. for you i mean you said that you've been an i banker and i banking is like a really uh, tough you know uh career masculine you know that kind of work culture which demands mm. a lot so how is diversity and inclusion as far as your work 
uh, was concerned because i think that is one area where a lot of work needs to be done actually to be honest you will be surprised that uh, my colleagues and my uh, the head of my uh, company where i used to work right. it's ibank they they came up to me and said ki uh, arnab i'm so glad that uh, you are coming the way you want to and we adore uh, we respect uh, how you come to office like i had white hair i had red hair at times uh, because it was casual friday right and there was no scene which you cannot come like this you cannot come like this right and it's just that the fear people had and i i know that okay this nobody can uh, uh uh penalize me or criminalize me in my firm when they see that me having a white hair that's discrimination my company stands for discrimination policy against this discrimination so i knew my rights right so i played that card so i'm so glad that i don't had to play that card because the people were already uh uh quite welcoming to the idea uh so to be honest i was privileged so i used the privilege the right way they the, the next time they said to me uh i don't know what do you think uh, our firm is doing for diversity i said that it's doing nothing it's just that it has a law which is a multi, it's a multinational firm so it has the law which is there in us so it's just following that but it's not exercising it to as much as like plastering diversity in the uh because there are many people who are not aware it's not just a gay guy needs to be aware because in the dating profile there are people from my firm who are in my dating profile right right but just because i was out and a little loud they used to fear meeting me so i knew that they exist but they themselves never knew who they are so they took they they used to come to me for a few things like uh, like just so it became like a platonic bonds right mm-hmm. and that is where i'm going to i'm why am i saying this point is because it's very for every queer individual it's very much needed that you have an outlet to be yourself you are able to Definitely. talk about it even if it is like a one minute call whatsapp call one minute with a stranger where you are confessing see when you confess right ki i am gay it's liberating the first time i confessed to my friend that i am gay it was liberating and ever since that i kept doing it but now that uh, you know now that we are talking about this uh, i still would like to uh, you know touch upon trans inclusion per se because as yes. as long as we're talking about you know uh, the g and the b and uh, the l bit of the community right uh, it is still okay you know somewhere people still kind of have let it be but uh, where trans inclusion is concerned there is still uh, a long long way to go in terms of uh, you exactly. know what and then uh, because i've seen uh, my partner is a trans woman and uh, i've seen that uh, even though you know it is said that okay fine so we are workplace inclusive you know we are uh, our dni team is very very strong etc etc when you actually uh, you know join the workplace it kind of uh, is not the same anymore because then the uh, discrimination is still anyway there in various different ways in very very subtle ways uh, you know in terms of even things as simple as uh, you know uh, toilet usage or you know having yes. gender uh, non binary or gender neutral washrooms and you know uh, who is where is a person comfortable using uh, the washroom and i think when we're talking about all this is when you know the psychology community per se the psychologists per se the mental health professionals really need to uh, step up art game just in terms of psycho education because it's not enough to just have you know one diversity and inclusion team and then say that okay mm-hmm. fine yeah it's all it's all great because there is still a lot of basically pardon 
uh, we, we we the focus should not be on commercializing it but rather the actual impact of it and as you exactly. said discrimination is there uh, i'm pretty sure it's there like see when you are talking about workplace inclusion it's not just that you have to have policies about inclusion you need to make the workplace inclusive and how do you make the workplace who compose the workplace the employees so you have to educate your employees you can't exactly. just bring in a trans person and say that we are inclusive firm and then let that person get subjected to discrimination no that's even worse crime right from according to me right. that's the worst crime so don't just say for the good of having like oh we have a trans person in our firm no you have to have that uh, like you have to create that space first for like and to create that space it's a behavioral change it's not easier said than done it is not that yes. if you just set laws if you just set uh, a diversity cell and your job is done no you have right. to be that ally you have to be that ally and stick with that because as uh, indu malhotra said right in during the verdict history owes an apology to the members of the lgbt community so how are you compensating it right you have Absolutely. to compensate it by talking about it like random conversation ho raha hai bas ha bol do gay trans bol do right that's how you will normalize it because because that is where i was under the impression that i don't have to be loud right but why did i used to say that i don't have to be loud because i was under the impression that i am in an ideal world but i was so wrong right. i'm not in an ideal world and that's why i have to be loud wherever it's necessary right. like aise nahi ki pakad pakad ke bolunga are itne ko gay rights ke bare mein pata hai kya mere aisa to nahi hai i cannot force i will have everybody in the space but when you're talking about it you cannot commercialize it like uh, i would like to talk about this point is that what is the future for the diversity is intersectionalities right, right. for every moment uh, for every upliftment moment what we want is intersectionalities and why look at the gay movement in lgbt movement in us what happened right. it was started by a trans black trans woman so there is right. racism and there is feminism definitely right. yeah but what took power what what happened later on it was white gay men cisgender gay men it became gay power right it i'm not saying it is it didn't uplift but having lgbt movement doesn't make sure that you are uplifting everybody in the marginalized section some people may be marginalized on different degrees so every movement should have these intersectionalities where you are taking into consideration of more and more uh uh uh, uh sections which are uh, oppressed like, like i'm so happy that you brought the point like i'm uh, see i have my gay privilege i have my cisgender privilege too sometimes right. because of that i need to be aware that i don't know i can empathize but i really don't know the 100% of what a trans woman might go through or trans i might yeah. tell yes. yeah uh, or a non binary person might go through like i used right. to be so much into the word about uh, same sex marriage same sex marriage but now i have stopped using the word same sex marriage because same sex right. marriage when you say is not inclusive it allows right. two person in the same gender to marry but what about a non binary person so that's why right. i started talking about marriage equality instead of same sex marriage so these are the corrective measures which we need to take right in right now so that later on after few years it doesn't bite our asses like we um, and it would it would so that it includes trans people and non binary people from the very foundation of it and not because we have learned from our mistakes we have learned from the mistakes of the world right so why not take the corrective steps and that's why we have to be vocal about whoever is understanding let's please be vocal about it and that's why these lives are so important so that people who are watching they might get some perspective change so in in your journey uh, arnab 
how did you seek therapy did you kind of uh yeah go to a therapist so, uh, how was that i you know i will tell you one point which i uh, which i told to my therapist i told to okay, my therapist just, just one second uh, there is someone who's asking how mental health therapy helps in the situation so uh, therapy is uh, basically a process where uh, that helps you kind of work on yourself it is not really a problem solution approach and currently uh, we living in a society that's not particularly you know uh, very inclusive or very um, accommodative of anything or anyone that seems different in any which way so when you go to a therapist again finding the right fit is very very important so why we talking about queer affirmative therapy today or why we not even queer affirmative you know if we were to go to the further basics even a queer sensitive therapist who knows the right terminologies to use uh, you know can go a long way in making this person who is already at internal conflict with themselves about what i'm feeling from inside versus you know uh, what i need to project to the world because the world tells me it's got to be this way you know boys are meant to be this way should be attracted to this person a girl needs to be this way etc 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 so when you go uh, for therapy it's just about um, reducing the incongruence between the outside and the inside ideally queer affirmative queer sensitive therapy should help in that in reducing the incongruence and in just helping you accept yourself the way you know you want to so if that answers the question but yes anab i was asking you whether you went for therapy and how the experience was uh i did and as you said it's very important to find a right fit a therapist right. because therapists are also human being right Definitely. and we all we all are conditioned we all have biases right. what therapy helps is you get aware about your own biases and that's where you work on it right it's not that right. if i'm going to therapy with you you know everything about me no you don't know anything about me okay. you all you know is what is the correct questions you can diagnose few things and what is the correct things which you can ask me so that i answer myself exactly right? so that i become yeah. more self aware so that i use Precisely my self awareness to my advantage right precisely why it can't be a problem solution approach because it's very easy to sit on the other side as a therapist to you know sit and give a solution that you think is going to you know that you think you deem fit which may at all not work for the other person so mm -hmm. with a platform like good lives we are kind of hoping that you know this fit will happen that you will people will be able to find the right fit that way so were you able to find the right fit and how did it happen in did time, your parents also in time, going to in time but it was already when i was out and open and everything okay right. so the first time when i went to a therapist i like to talk i just kept on talking like uh, this was then later on i figured that i have the uh, uh, bombard with everything which is in my head overthink and like dump data dumping on somebody right. the more i dump right. the more the person can understand and get knowledge like over detailed uh, everything so i used to start from my childhood and what not i used to say full because i know the therapist wants i want to be full honest with the therapist so that it, they can help then i went over the top and like full therapy but in that process what happened is that i took the whole time of my therapist and then i have to pay the therapist also then i came back thinking like ki ye isne to pura mera life story sun liya pura maze le liye mere life story ke aur mere ko pay karna pad raha hai like mere ko to kuch mila hi nahi right <laughs> so i had a negative connotation towards it but when i was taking the therapy i i was in a denial first of all when i was in college i was a very right. career conscious guy uh, like theek hai like i used to balance separate all my traits right abhi padhna hai to padhna hai theek hai this is not the right time i'll be gay or but confusion between gay and bisexual which it it stemmed from that lust which i was exercising but it's also like i never had the idea of loving somebody right 
क्योंकि बचपन से बोला था ना कि अरे रिलेशनशिप रिलेशन जा मत सो या आई माइट है what not but i learned them like i got aware but i didn't go back i said to my therapist ki you know what i don't uh, i don't want you to cure me about my therapy uh, about my gayness all i want to have is a uh, see i wanted i want i wanted what i'm tr- what i had existential crisis not about my sexuality yeah. i was very com- i became very comfortable with my sexuality okay i can hide my sexuality but what about my career what am i doing in my career and that's why i took a break right now i left my job i i told you like i left my job right now and that's why i'm taking a step back from my so but during the therapy and everything i went to a, a, a conference in which health professionals for cure individuals they created a group in which all psychiatrists it was the first day psychiatrist uh, indian association of psychiatric indian psychiatric association declared that uh, homosexuality is not a disease they declared it so i was present at that event and i was photographing by from on behalf of a queer photography group so i asked this uh, psychiatrist like you know what i have this balance about my career and sexuality like i'm totally cool with my sexuality but i want to concentrate on my career mai ko nahi kar pa raha i can't so say to me one thing uh, i'll repeat uh, can you hear me now i know hi can you hear me now yeah yeah i can hear you so i was saying like i went to that yeah. i i spoke to one therapist uh, just as a uh, get to know each other on that event and i just asked him like see i don't want to hurt my parents with my sexuality and this journey i don't because they are not comfortable with i'm pretty sure that they will not i don't want to give them the pain of coming out and everything because i know it's painful because they are yeah. now retiring i didn't want to burden them with more anything because they are already depressed and everything for other problems and so how do i but i want to but i want to manage my career which i'm not able to right and in my career it's nowhere close to me being gay it's not impacting but he said to me one brilliant thing you are in school you had a fight with your mom in the uh, uh, before going to the school so will you switch off your brain from your mo- fight with your mom no you go in hand in hand that fight and everything mm-hmm. is you that's when i understand everything is a part of me right, right. but everything is a part of me i have to have a balance right right and that is where i figured ki okay i uh, it's my life it's my choice and there was another person from the community who said ki you went through all the crying right so your mom and i will also go to cry when you come out then all it became how do i minimize the pain okay so here i'd like to bring about uh, our own experience in therapy when my partner came out to me as a uh, transgender and yes. uh, for us actually um, at that point of time uh, she didn't even know whether uh, you know she was whether she uh, was just attracted to men and he had been married for a while and for okay. us it was a very positive experience so actually a therapist kind of uh, made such a huge impact in our uh, life together that we were actually able to go ahead take the journey together uh, through her transitioning through everything and actually helped us see that you know it's just a part of you like you said right that is also a part of us and it's really a choice so at that point of time i actually felt that okay you know therapy is like so required for everyone and i want to make that difference to multiple other people and if i can do that even for a few people that is some uh, someone's asking you know uh, whether therapy is correct for them or not i guess uh, there is no question of really being correct or i mean whether it's suitable or not uh there is a lot of stigma around therapy that uh, we are hoping to uh, destigmatize through these live sessions everyone thinks that only if something is wrong with someone or you know if you're not all right 
only then you need to seek therapy but therapy may be a far simpler thing sometimes it's just about getting a neutral perspective sometimes it's just about talking uh, out loud like you know arnab was saying that uh, you know he was speaking about his childhood etc 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 and sometimes it's just about getting perspective as you yourself exactly. are talking about it sometimes it's yeah. about resolving the conflict so actually as psychologists we ourselves uh, definitely ensure that we ourselves undertake therapy because uh, unless you know we are comfortable with the concept of therapy and uh, destigmatizing the whole thing it doesn't make any sense to be you know speaking to clients about it so uh, yes uh, finding the right fit is necessary but therapy as a process is a very very required uh, thing i think and in india there has been so much stigma around it because we have always portrayed therapy as something that only mad people crazy people that yeah. look like we are shown in bollywood especially you know that only these are the kinds of people who need therapy no it's not true at all and uh, i think therapy should be accessible to everyone affordable to everyone and that is what we're trying to do through a platform like this uh, as a very first basic step and uh, lgbtqia plus is just one aspect of it but uh, apart from this also therapy is going to be for a lot of things and mm. uh, like for example family therapy is a form of yes. therapy that also exists and when we uh, came out in our journey we have two kids and uh, i would love to see a queer at that point of time there was no queer affirmative family therapist over here and uh, i it would have been beautiful if my kids had had that opportunity to just go and voice out their insecurities or yeah, fears yeah. or uh, that there so i think that is pardon maybe a like everybody every student going in a counsel uh, counselor like just go and talk so that they get themselves checked exactly. like you do medical you do medical checkup right see according to me exactly. i so I mental everybody i say to everybody like that just like you get insurance from your company for this i think this also is required because uh, there are a lot of kids who are dealing with a lot of confusions about gender uh, you know sexual orientation etc and i think just making topics according to india yeah exactly just just normalizing uh, you know conversations around this is very very important if there are parents in the audience if there are teachers in the audience if there are allies in the audience i think that's one step just uh, you know bringing them closer to therapy and counseling just so that they can at least voice out the confusions it is not that if someone is gay curious like you said uh, anab in your tedx talk that i was seeing mm-hmm. will not necessarily you know mean that in the future they going to stay uh, gay or uh, not be pansexual or not be uh, anything it. so it. it's the conversation about gender and sexuality being a spectrum need to happen and uh, i think therapy and counseling is is a huge step in the right direction so i think the first step that we really can do is destigmatize this whole conversation around mental health and remove the perception that something needs to be wrong with your life to you know hmm. uh, seek therapy or counseling no i so, still say to my mom that i'm still going to therapy rupa so i right. i'm i'm very strong right now but i say to my mom right. i used to take therapy from there uh, that time only my mom was like ki abhi kyu chahiye abhi kya ho gaya tere dimag mein mai bola ki nahi mummy mai i'm keeping right. myself checked right i i i gave her an example ki ye jo film star tum dekhte ho they go to a nutritionist they are, they look fit right to you right. but they yet go to a nutritionist to stay fit right yeah. so why can't we go to a therapist right. to stay mentally fit that's it exactly it's it's more about building a stronger mental and emotional health and i think that perception needs to really uh, change not just that i think if we are on the subject of uh, you know lgbtqia plus uh, you know uh, 
counseling or queer uh, counseling it's also important to understand the struggles that allies themselves go through and ensure that there are people who are therapists who are there who are working in the space of just supporting allies like for your parents also it must have been a journey for me as a spouse personally it was a huge journey for my kids it was a journey and even as on today uh, our extended family which includes my parents and my partner's parents are not really okay and we have been suggesting that you know why don't you go get help like you know get mm. like see a therapist but there is so much stigma around this that it doesn't happen so i think having something like you know family therapy or just therapy for allies for people who are just confused even uh, makes will make a big difference in the future uh one more point i would like to add over here is that uh you say uh, lgbt people we lgbt people is also people right we are no different exactly. like our mental therapy is nothing different and separate exactly right and relationships are also not separate the, and different but it's just that if you look at you know just pure play statistics the uh, thanks to you know the straight jacketed cis normative heteronormative society that we are in and we are bringing up our children in the incidence uh, you know of uh, suicidality or you know uh, just mental health difficulties becomes that much uh, higher because they dealing with you know like you said you know closetedness they dealing with having to you know go through the confusion being okay uh, you know not being able to post pictures as freely as a cis person or a heterosexual person uh, can so yes uh, why it becomes slightly more important to have queer affirmative queer sensitive therapists is because it's important that when you go see your therapist you know your therapist is not by default assuming that you know if uh, if i'm asking you you know are you in a relationship i should not by default assume that you know you're uh, in a relationship with a woman or if you're talking mm. about a breakup that you're talking about a girl or you know that i don't even ask you for your preferred pronouns all these small things really go a long way in you know ensuring that the therapeutic experience because ultimately it's it, it's a relationship between a therapist and the client so yes it's no different ultimately we are all human beings who had you know screwed up lives in various ways but uh, i think it kind of becomes important to also stress on various intersectionally you know marginalized yes. communities like that that was a very valid point like basically uh, basically assumptions like our assumptions are stemmed from our conditioning and biases as you said right so right. that was a very interesting point which you said ki like when when you are going to a therapist for a heartbreak you don't have to assume that uh, it's a boy so he broke up with a uh, Girl. girlfriend right right so as right. a therapist uh, that's a very important uh, thing for being inclusive uh, as as a therapist being inclusive like and this is exactly what i said uh, before is like our internalized phobias our internalized yeah. oppression like which we need yeah. to be self aware and that is why as you said even therapists need therapy definitely if you're right. talking about destigmatizing we are using our mental energy right absolutely yeah so did when you uh, told your parents and they said that you know okay what after that was there ever a reason or a need for them to kind of need a support group like did you feel that it would have been nicer for them to have access to a support group or you know therapists who could deal with that it was more of a societal repercussion to be honest for yeah. them yeah for them it was more about a societal repercussion rather than uh, the thing and it was as i said it was they were in a hurry to see every parent love their child but what happens is that again the same even they are human being they when they grew up they were not even taught about being gay and what not like they don't know that experience right i so i wasn't yeah even same i wasn't so i i i say this to everybody now that i was a homophobic person before i came out 
before I accepted myself because yeah. I lived on those because I lived on those uh, conditioning, right? Right. So I was a Muslim person. Seen, uh, I mean, personally, in practice, I've also seen that. Uh, many a time closeted homosexual uh, individuals turn out homophobic to deal with the conflict inside of them yeah so that yeah 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 so that's a very uh, very interesting uh, concept like whenever we i see a very homophobic person right my first guess yeah. sometimes becomes like is that person closeted because they internalize their denial so much that it turns into hate Right. 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 But to be honest, there is no space for hate. And uh, but talking about mental, uh, mental uh, energies and mental therapy, you have to uh, see. Uh, one on this point, like you are, you are angry or whatnot. You become angry, but remember, you say that, "Arey, I'm so sorry. I was ang- angry at you, and that's why I said such such things." right so you regret right. when you're saying but as a uh, as a person who goes on ther- goes into therapy and learn from therapy is that uh, this is my experience that it's not bad like we have this society, society has a very interesting way of making all these qualities as negative right nahi tumhe gusta nahi hona chahiye nahi tumhe ye nahi hona chahiye exactly yeah right but according to me and my therapist we came to a conclusion that it's not bad it's just what makes me human right right and so uh some, no, yeah, i'll, I'll complete this thing i'll complete this thing yeah, yeah, so go ahead, go ahead. when when you go through a mental health therapy you are more aware about yourself so now when right. you are angry let's say we both have a fight so we are angry at each other and now instead of me calling you up later and saying i'm so sorry i was so angry at you that's why i said such things i would take the step right now only so i'll channelize my anger in a healthy way so you're okay. sad you're angry you're mad so right now all we want to do is channelize see these are healthy energies uh, right. so we need to so mental health therapy helps you to channelize all your things in a positive way and make you aware that when it goes negative so that's why if you want yourself to be the person who is in control who is more aware that is, that's why you should go to self uh, therapy because Absolutely. it makes you more confident to be honest it makes you more confident right. you will be angry at a person with more confidence that i had the right to be angry at that person it's nobody would say that you don't have a right to be angry at me because your own reasonings will be more strong you will you will figure out that no this is not a right reason to be angry also <laughs> so all these nice. things play and therapy plays a very important role in changing the perspective which you said definitely right. yes so uh, arnab there was this person who had asked you know how do you deal with societal uh, repercussions so uh, as far as we were concerned as a family uh, how we dealt with it was uh, we're an out and proud queer family among the very few uh, here and that's kind of uh, i think somewhere you'll have to make peace with the fact that there are going to be some people who are going to be okay with your choices some people who are not but ultimately uh, you decide what is your reality and you know uh, who you want to be with and who you are uh, that's how at least we dealt with it i don't know how uh, how did your parents and you deal with the societal repercussions because there are people in our family who still for them it is still too much to take that you know oh my god how did this happen and so you know no mm-hmm. we need to like dissociate and that's okay that's their reality and so i guess societal repercussions don't just happen with queer stuff it happens with a lot of life choices that you make intercast like marriage for example not getting uh, married uh, multiple things right choosing not to have uh, kids etc uh one second 
yes there are multiple other forms of therapy there are people who are not comfortable uh, purely with talk therapy not even just because uh, they're not comfortable talking but because uh, sometimes your form of expression is different so there is uh, art therapy there are people who have a lot of body trauma so for that there's movement therapy there is music therapy there are various different forms of therapy um, that are for a person who prefers not just uh, you know talk therapy if that answers your question Yeah, like so. uh, I can I can add one more thing to it. See, uh, we are uh, categorizing what is therapy, what is not. To be honest, if you look around, you hanging out with your friends is also kind of a therapy only, right? Anything which you're doing mindfully and like you're gaining something perspective, which is helping you in a positive way, is therapeutic, right? Playing with your cat is therapeutic. Definitely, but it's unstructured. Yeah. So it's unstructured. You need somebody mentoring that, uh, controlling that. Of course, it's. I'm just uh, when you say therapy, you have to be somebody would uh, ride that uh, process, and that is why you need professionals. It's sometimes. just about uh, giving direction. जैसे कि अगर धूल जम जाता है, like the, you know, you're bombarded with so many life experiences, emotions, etc., etc. so it's just that the therapist is able to kind of give direction enough to hata out the dhool and just let you see what you want to see so yes every like being with a pet is especially therapeutic there are forms of therapy that just go ahead and do that uh, it's just that uh, when why therapy is little different from you know being uh, with friends is because there is no subjective uh bias ultimately it is your friend at the end of the day and there yes. is someone who can you know uh give you that complete undivided uh time and a neutral perspective and just be there and just direct you in that direction so primarily that is uh what it is yeah so i'll rectify my statement like uh no uh maybe what i was i meant to correlate i do correlate a lot of things so like people used to say to me that do meditate so instead of meditation i took to some art work which is uh, like uh, making macrame and and all so for that for me that became therapeutic right so it's definitely it's to each of its own so i i meant it in that way when i said uh, the previous statement but you're absolutely uh, correct when you uh, uh, to say that there's no uh, structure to it when you're hanging out with your friends no when you bring up meditation actually uh, therapy is also an evolving field so uh, mindfulness therapy for example uh, you know incorporates meditation into the therapeutic process there is relaxation and meditation etc that becomes part of the therapeutic process which the client kind of uh, does with the therapist there is existentialism that happen so there are it's an evolving field it's not anymore just about freud or uh, you know uh, jung mm. so yeah that definitely meditation helps a lot of people and i think now west the west uh, you know the way they understood therapy is now waking up to you know what we have been talking about in india like a long time back so yes you're right for a lot of people you know there are multiple other things spiritual aspects of it that will probably you know really help uh on the same note i would like to extend this uh by giving you my own personal experience uh so i went to a therapist then later on i went through a very uh, after coming out uh i went through a very uh bad phase in life when i was way too uh, depressed i thought that i am depressed i am anxious and many things perfectionism everything was playing in my head so i just booked a and i was not so keen on going to a psychiatrist but i was not able to function well right and it was right. my tedx right. talk coming into the picture so i was not able to function only as a person i was having frequent meltdowns and what not and this was way after my coming out and everything happened okay so right. i finally went like no i need a therapist but when i went to my therapist i said to like i might need medicines then she was trying to do the same thing um uh, mindfulness and then t n t a 
right transaction analysis because i took mindfulness right. over that time because i was uh, trying to i i was into meditation at that time it helped me come away from anxiousness it made me a bit calm it made brought discipline to my life when i used to meditate but right. soon it, i turned i became negative towards meditation and everything because it was introduced to me by my partner i know that he hasn't uh, invented it but <laughs> i i didn't quite feel comfortable after uh, words it and the thing is i felt like more shit when i was going through the therapy of tna ta right so i told right. my therapist like this is not working out i told my therapist this this is not working out so it's very important that you speak up that it's not working out you realize that it's Definitely. not working out and when i when yes. i went to when i went to a med i told ki okay you want to get a medicine go to a psychiatrist i cannot prescribe you medicine so if you feel like just go to a psychiatrist so i went to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist right. then diagnosed me very well like you have ocd and that's why uh you, you are becoming anxious so your ans- anxiousness became so your ocd is now uh, uh, triggered uh, stepped, stepped into your relationship ocd and that's why you are anxious right now right so it it was a very good diagnosis and then he recommended me a therapy called uh, rebt therapy you ha- you need to go I for know. cognitive cognitive distortion you have you have cognitive right. distortion so you need this therapy so why am i saying this point is because as a person who is not aware about mental therapy and all now i am aware so what helped me more was going to the psychiatrist and get the right therapy which i need now my therapist has done rbt therapy on me but right now i am in a state that she is going and doing tna on me okay and now she okay. has moved to a moved to a space where she says that you i said to her ki why am i seeing that my ocd is a problem it's not mm-hmm. impacting anybody it's not impacting me in a negative way when it's impacting me in a negative way then it's a mental illness so why ocd is right. called as mental illness why ocd is called a mental illness i am i have ocd i like the way the thing it is so she mm-hmm. made me think that you know what you have is ocpd like ocpd is a different thing so she is she's trying to make me do my homework and read about it and etc and and right now she's trying to do a, a q and a like be right. so she's teaching me teaching me to be compassionate towards myself and don't become the parent to yourself and you become harsh parent to yourself so i'm saying right. all these things because these are various ways of therapy right But I, have, I would like to kind of add so many things of therapy. So how do how does a person knows what's the right fit for them as a ther- as a person going through some uh, right. mental trauma? So the what is the, the right the, therapy the, for them? Right. So uh, the first thing here is that oh, yes, so a psychiatrist is different from a therapist, a psychologist. a psychiatrist is an mbbs doctor who uh, is allowed to prescribe medicine a psychologist on the other hand uh, is studies therapy and is a counselor is a mental health professional right so when you are asking me you know how would you know what is the right uh, uh, way to go about it right so the therapist has a certain way of every therapist has a certain orientation uh, or a certain way of conceptualizing you know uh, what is best for their client uh, but at the end of the day uh, it really depends it's a process so the first thing to understand about therapy is that it is going to be a process it's not always going to be bang on like ta may not have worked for you something else may work for you like rebt may have worked for you uh the therapist would have had something else in mind when he or she suggested ta so it's important to keep you know the lines of communication open so that together ultimately therapy is a team process and unless both the therapist and the client are on the same page it's not going to happen it's not like the therapist can say ki acha theek hai maine soch liya hai ki yahi karna hai it's not really going to work out for the client because then it becomes a problem solution kind of approach so it's important that both of them together uh, you know the therapist is able to tell you that 
okay this is what i'm going to do like if we're talking about you know rationally motive behavioral therapy for example that this is what i'm going to do this is how the process works you know go ahead go into it for some time see you know uh, whether it's working out which again means that the client you know needs to come back and you know say whether or how much that is why you have you know regular sessions and etc so it, it it's going to be a process it's not going to just happen in one uh, or two sessions and uh, for many people psychiatry doesn't really work out because uh, uh sometimes diagnosis and medicine is not required and therapy itself can do the job but at other times it becomes very very required and mm-hmm. uh, then psychiatry becomes a psychiatrist you know seeing a psychiatrist becomes more important probably it might cat- uh, those medicines might act as a catalyst to help the person more right okay i'm going to take this uh, question okay so uh, therapy as a process is completely confidential and uh, during your first session with any therapist they will assure you of confidentiality most of them also have uh, you know a form or a document which uh, both the therapist and the client sign that it is going to be a completely confidential process except for a few exceptions like if they feel that uh, you know the client um, you know has a tendency for self harm or suicidality or is homicidal uh, only in these cases the therapist uh, will is bound by law and ethics to break that confidentiality of course after mentioning to the client and exactly with informed consent and uh, to the right people otherwise uh, most therapists uh, are also bound to kind of uh, delete case files after a point of time and so confidentiality is the first and foremost uh, bedrock of therapy because otherwise uh, it's not possible for a client to trust any therapist uh, there was one more question before this and this is okay. on the same line extension to what we discussed like you have to be it's a teamwork right you said right but right. what right. about an what what about an introvert right yeah that that's why i was saying that's why i was talking about art therapy and uh, music therapy and movement therapy uh, based on you know what a person is comfortable with like for some people you know writing is their form of expression so sometimes it's just about writing sometimes it's just about you know uh, you know drawing and healing etc etc Uh, so there are multiple different for many people it's about music so music therapy works uh, movement therapy works so i think there are multiple ways to approach the therapeutic practice itself based on what the client is comfortable with based on what the personality of the client is so yes 